You're listening to The Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay tuned for economic uplift. It's all about the money. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. After all that, Bacardi. One, it's your man DJ Seiko doing the Fly Guy thing. And I have my good brethren, my long-term, long-time brethren, from way back in the day, brother from another mother and pops. I'll let you introduce yourself because I will say Dan Trez, Ourself Ra. I can. <laughs> yeah, Dan Trez, just Dan Trez on me. Like, don't throw everything out there, right? So, um, yeah, yo, peace, stay cool. And I, I, no, no, straight up, stay cool. I love and I miss you. You've always been there for me and my family. You helped me put food on the table. So, you and your folks, so the entire family, has always been like very supportive of me and my family. So, I miss y'all a lot. Uh, Mr. Babies and everything, but I, Dan Trez owned me. I'm a writer, um, educator. I teach social justice to middle school kids. Um, I'm also a B-boy, and I teach Scott Boyd as well. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, what do we call ourselves, middle-aged B-boys? <laughs> I, I don't use the word middle-aged, man. I don't do that yet. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, trick you, bro. <laughs> well, look, man, I wanted to chat it up with you, man, on this I listened to your last podcast, and by the way, uh, I definitely want you to talk about your podcast. In that podcast, you talked about the article that calls straight black men are the white people of black people. And I guess it was originally done by the, uh, you know, the brothers on the route. I think they're uh, intelligent brothers. I can't think of the name of the. Uh, yeah, he's a yeah. It's a Damon Young or Damon Young, um, and he wrote it for. Um, um, young, uh, young Smart Brothers and um, it actually they have they're affiliated to the root with root.com um, and let me just let me just say this that title was tweeted two years ago by the RV songstress Melina Machenko and she pretty much she got so much hate tweets she had to shut down her tweet to her Twitter account for about a couple months and I know her personally and um, that was kind of messed up and then last year Rodham and Prime of the Black Eyed Tips podcast he tweeted the same thing and he pretty much had to like you know he had to like stay away from his Twitter account he would see me because you know he makes a living doing a podcast he had to kind of like leave his account alone because he got a lot of hate particularly from black men it was mostly black men so since hetero black men so and then, and then just you know they're not saying anything new people like Audrey Lord have been the late great Audrey Lord have been saying this people like Dr. Bell Hooks have been saying this you know Addis Walker's The Color Purple is pretty much you know that discussion you know so it's it's something that black women whether they were feminists or not have been saying for a while asking black men to hold themselves accountable and so also to check our privilege also to check our privilege so it's, it's not anything new it's sad that you know when you know it's now on the table for discussion now we're discussing it because it's something that women black women have been asking us for decades all right well i, I listened to your podcast and i'm glad you gave a little history lesson i can always depend on you to get a history of some good stuff uh <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about street harassment, man, because um, I've often been at odds with sisters when it comes to street harassment. I think we really are looking at it from two different sides of the coin. I think we're looking at two different things, actually. No, no, and, and see, we got to be very careful, right? We got to be very, very careful. And, and actually, I'm going to give you an example. If I'm walking down the street, and let's say, for example, um, I'm wearing a red flag, you know, or a bandana, and a cop stops I'm pulling you over because I think you're in a gang, which happens in L.A. all the time, which okay. happens in California and Chicago. Black men get pulled over by police and they're profiled, right? They're harassed, right? They're harassed. They're saying, hey, you know, 
or you know, this is this is the this is a flag for my baseball team, right? Um, and they like nope. And they put and what was happening in LA back in the day, and what's happening in Chicago now is they would put your name in the system and say, hey, you know, you are you are you know you're affiliated with gang members. They're gonna put you in the database, right? So we're harassed. Right? We walk down the street, cops harass us and say, you look, you fit the profile. What do they always say to us? They say. Um, you fit the profile of somebody that just, that just did a robbery or we're pulling you over because we heard that there was suspicious activity over here, right? They profile us. They're harassing us, right? Right, right. This happens, this happens to black women, black and brown women all around the country. And actually, I actually had a friend of mine, she just explained to me how she actually gives out, you know, fake numbers but what's happening now with cell phones is that dudes will actually try to call her like they'll take the number right there in front of her and be like, this is a fake number. Right, um, right, right. Why? Because her experience has been when she's told them no, they've had her arrest, harass her, and threaten her. Right? So it's it's actually happening, right? And and look, just because she's wearing um poo poo shorts or she's wearing a mini skirt doesn't mean that I have the right to call her whatever to call out her name. Right? She has the right to wear whatever she wants to wear. You know, but then again there are women that wear three fourths of cloth and they still harass her. Right? So uh, so it's so what I'm saying to you and what the article was saying is when sisters are saying they're being harassed, they're being harassed. We don't get that harassment from women because, you know, we're men, right? But at the same, and, and the reason why the article was called straight black men are the white people, because white people, when you talk to white people about racism, you know, first thing they're going to tell you is, I'm not racist. I don't do those kind of things. But we're like, that's not the point. The point is there are white people that are doing racist things for you. And some of them are related to you, you know, and you need to check them instead of just saying, oh, I don't do that stuff. And a lot of times we men do that. Like, I don't harass women. Right, but at the same time, it's not about me. And at the same time, I don't get props for not harassing women. I'm not supposed to harass women. Right, so street harassment does happen, and we have to be cognizant of that. And we have to check the brothers when we go to the barbershop or the church or we in the locker room. We got to check them. All right, all right. Uh, but I, I think, well, and I I can't really say it happened. I've been ever accused of it, and I'm not. I'm not giving that. You know well, not me. You know I'm not giving the no, not me. But what I have seen, what I have seen, what I'm saying is, good. I'm sorry. All right. What I have seen is women become offended at a high. I have seen that once again it hadn't happened to me but I have seen and the thing is I don't know what the history between that male and that young lady was so there may be more to it so I'm not saying that that woman was not harassed in the past and now yeah. his simple high reminds her of what happened but, in the past. but just because you haven't witnessed it doesn't mean it hasn't happened that's what and I'm that's saying that's what we have to be yeah that's what we have, that's why we have to be very careful because what we're saying, what, what we're telling people now, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm a student and I come to you and I say, Mr. You know, Mr. Shaker, this happened to me, right? And you're like, you, you know what? Yeah, I didn't see it happen. You good. You're actually, you're, what you're actually doing is shutting me down. You're saying that my experience is not valid, right? You're saying, oh no, it doesn't happen. I, I, I don't do it. My cousin doesn't do it. You know, my frat brothers don't do it. You're going to be all right. So it's, what women are saying is, this is happening to us. And what we're saying is, well, I don't, I've never seen it happen. You know, I never, I, I don't do that to people. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way white folks say there is no racism. Police don't harass or racially profile. It's the same thing. When they'll be like, I, or a white person says, I've never, I've never seen it happen. I never seen nobody white do it. Nobody in my family does it. But it happens. Somebody's doing it. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. All right. So, in this article, he talked about street harassment, and he also referred to men 
particularly black men and more particularly straight black men are not supportive of the women's empowerment, women's rights, women's equality struggles. And I kind of look at that part of the argument kind of like a person's talking about black on black crime. Like when he talked about that black women are most likely going to be harmed by a black man, that harkens me back to the 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 data that we see on the stupid idea of black on black crime. Now you and I both know that in a black neighborhood they commit crime upon each other. In a white neighborhood they commit crime upon each other. In a predominantly um, quote unquote Latino Hispanic oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. Uh, white neighborhoods they so check, commit check crime on each other. And, and normally and in most cases whites marry whites or they have relations with whites um, and people for the most are going to stick to whatever group they identify with if it's plural or not. Okay. And so there would be more destructive acts towards black women by quote unquote black men. I don't think that's I don't think that's uh, particular to straight black men. It sounds like something that's a men problem and the way that he talked about it in his article took a men's problem and pointed at a very specific group of men and that's where I think it went wrong. Okay. And, and let me do do me a favor. Do me do me a big favor. And I talked about this on my podcast. Okay. Go into a room of black women. Go into a room of black women and ask them have they ever been in a domestic violence situation or assaulted by a significant husband? Ask them. Go ahead and ask them. You and, and I'm not surprised. Right? I'm you know, I come from a home in domestic violence. I'm not surprised at the numbers. But right. the numbers will shock you, right? Now go into a barbershop. Um, so then go into a, a barbershop and just talk about, and just bring up, you know, you know, bring up the discussion. Because if you say, if you just ask straight out, cats are not going to, half the cats are not going to make it. But if you say, when is it okay to hit a woman, right? And you're going to have, in a barbershop full of 15 black men, you probably have half of them admitted they put their hands on a woman. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and what I'm saying is we, we shouldn't, number one, Number one, we should not be like, oh, we're just, you know, we have these numbers. This, the numbers are going to be right, right? Because at the same time, I could say that gun violence in my, in my community, if one young brother is murdered, we are messing up, right? And if, if I'm sitting in a barbershop with my brothers and half of them are putting their hands on their women, we got a problem, right? And all of us, all of us, everybody I know, knows someone who was assaulted by their significant other, knew about it and never said anything. Right, right. Right? And I'm not and I'm not saying and I'm not saying go to the police about it. I'm saying, hey bro, that's not cool. That's not cool. We're not gonna do that. We don't do that in our community. Right. Or right, when right. A, when when a relative or a friend says so and so so and so is beating me up, we say it's none of my business. Or well I need to know what's going on. Or we say you must have done something to get hit. So again, the article is the article. The article. This is what the article is saying. The article is saying two things: we need to acknowledge the pain of our sisters. Okay. And number two, we have to hold one another accountable. And we are not. We refuse to do that. We refuse to do that. I, now we I refuse totally on every conceivable level. I totally agree with the way that you just talked about those two points. But the uh, examples that he gave to me gave me great pause because once again it harkens and back. Then, and then and and so Seiko, what we're dealing with now is semantics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, what I'm saying is, I agree with the points. I just didn't agree with the examples. 
Okay. And, and, and again, and that's, that's semantics, but ultimately we're having that problem, right? Yeah, and we got to do something about it. Um, mm-hmm. Collectively. And I hate and to I cut this off. I hate to cut this off, but I got to go. Like, okay. Well, uh, before you go, before you go, uh, talk about your podcast. What's the name of it real quick? Um, where My Killer Tape At. It deals with 90s nostalgia, and we do current events. Um, it gets dropped every Monday, late Monday night or early Tuesday morning. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, or, or SoundCloud. Where My Killer Tape At on the Dance Red Zone. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, Dan Trez, good talking with you. Uh, (laughs) Peace. Peace. All right, all right. So that's another episode of Fly Guy, doing the Fly Guy thing. And it's your Fly Guy, DJ Seiko. I'm saying to my brother, Dan Trez, and I'm saying to you as well, stay fly. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. After all that cardio. Okay, it's in the bag. That's right. My guys is a Positive Vibes Incorporated Production. Thank you for listening. Peace and prosperity. Ralph. Oh, seriously, Ralph. Peace. Salute. Abariani. Hotel.